And action! Welcome back to another episode of Rip Thrill Podcast. It is episode 48. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what's going on. I'm in my home office, so is Shawnee T. We are not at the SEN track uh, radio station. So, um, obviously, COVID's playing a role up here uh, and down there. We're just trying to stay healthy and clean so we can get over to uh, Adelaide and not miss out any finals. But this is a finals edition. Uh, I haven't done one of these in a in about a minute, so pretty excited. Welcome, Shawnee T, how are you? I'm good, mate, I'm good. I feel like we're cheating on Jack. I oh, know. Jazz, our corner man. Oh, I know. Like we're cheating on the team right now. This isn't good. Big shout out to Jack and big Jazzy, Jazzy Fizzle. Yeah, Jazzy Fizzle, man. But how you been? I'm used to you know, being able to run into the SEN's track studios, <laughs> but no, look, it's been it's been good. I'm, I'm disappointed that, you know, we're, we're having to do this again. You know, yeah, we were obviously I know. having to do this last year. But uh, I kept my Zoom login details just in case we needed to uh, we needed to jump on here again. But uh, look, no, it's been good, mate, and, and I'm super excited about finals footy. Uh, of course, not not, uh, not as excited as yourself, of course, and the rest <laughs> of your teammates. But I am excited for what uh, the next few weeks are going to look like. I am, I am. It's uh, it's been it feels like it's been a long time since we played. Um, obviously, that disappointing loss versus Geelong um, in the prelim last year. So this is a chance for us to rectify that. And um, we've got a massive game this week that we'll, we'll touch on um, at the end. But um, everyone's very excited. Healthy list. Um, we're ready to get going. Yeah, we'll talk about healthy. Where, mm-hmm. where are you? So I, I was a little bit disappointed when I had to hear it from someone else a couple of weeks ago <laughs> that you weren't going to be fit for the game that I was going to go to. The calf has caused yep. you some trouble. How's the body feeling at the minute? The body's feeling amazing. I've had two weeks off, um, I guess, most contact drills and my body, like even my back's fine to go. I've had like little niggles all over the place, but that feels really refreshed and ready to go. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I had a, I had a tight calf for about a month before, I, before it went on me against Fremantle. So it was a grade two tear. Um, and it was nothing that in the in the game that you know I felt like I get snipers snipered in my leg and I was like oh no someone shot me it was literally just got tighter and tighter and then I just went off the ground so um, there was nothing crazy with that and you know I had the had the week recovery um, as we do in rehab we you know tickle those boxes make sure we're ready to go I didn't get through a Saturday morning session um, the week after so um, I think that was a bit of a cramp so a bit of delayed onset muscle soreness from the the week um, leading into it and. And the club just made a decision that, you know, would give another week just in case. So I trained fully um, leading up to the West Coast game, got through everything. Um, but we just kind of made the mutual decision that we would uh, we'll just give another week because the AFL were meant to have a bye before the finals. And, you know, they scrapped that, leave it in the back pocket for later on in the finals campaign. So um, our, uh, our initial um, thoughts, we'll push it for the West Coast game and have a week off after that kind of went out the window. So feel really yeah. good. Um, trained really well yesterday. We've got another main training tomorrow. So I'm excited for the, the game on, on Saturday night. So you're going to be there? You're locked in? You're ready to rock and roll? Yeah, this will come out tomorrow. So I dare say after the... If I get through the main training tomorrow, then which I know I will, uh, I'll be ready to go. So I think we fly in Friday night, maybe. Um, we haven't been told... Um, uh, it hasn't been confirmed when, when we are traveling, but we've been kind of mentioned that we'll be going the day before, which is an amazing result. You usually have to fly in day off and play play that night. So we get to sleep in our own um, hotel beds, which is really good instead of under on tables in the cricket nets in the Adelaide Oval. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now the calf obviously was what that was causing you some troubles. But mm-hmm. as as we know, you, you get to round twenty two, round twenty three, and the rest of the body isn't feeling too great. So, was it really a chance also to allow the eye to heal, to yeah. allow some of the other niggles to kind of just start to, to settle down a bit as well? Yeah, pretty much. Like the, the calf was the main thing, but just the just the body itself. It's always good to get a. Um, I, I, ideally, I wouldn't take any time off. Um, if the calf was fine, I would have played all the way through. Uh, but. That's just you know the hindsight and looking you know finding silver linings and things. I feel really good mentally, fresh and 
Um, I'm ready to attack Melbourne with everything I've got. So that's a, that's what, something I'm really excited for. And I haven't really had that chance before to um, have a rest before the finals like that. So I'm very excited, that's for sure. Yeah, you say you're, you know, you're ready to attack Melbourne with everything you got. I didn't look like you were keen to, to wait the training <laughs> yesterday. I, I saw you have a go at Reese Matheson during uh, one of the contract drills. Is, is that uh, is that fair play? Is that, uh, is that play on? That, that's, that's play on. He, he was um, sometimes an old bull's got to teach him who you know who's the, who's a who's a young one around because they were coming at me with a bit of a uh, bit of lip before that that, that training drill and um, he said put your head over the ball this next one and I, I did so I ran at him on purpose and it was pretty funny. It's all a bit of laughing. We'll find us after it. It's just. That's the kind of um, blokes that me and Matthew are. We, um, we've always had a crack at each other no matter what. So uh, that's just something that's been going on since he first got to the club. He called me out one day um, and that's what happens. But just got to show him who's, who's a bull around the club, really. That's good. You, you got to throw a few friendly reminders here. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon that's okay. Exactly. I reckon exactly. that's okay. But, but you, you spoke about this weekend. So at this stage, you, 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 you obviously, as a team, you understand what the fixture is going to look like this weekend, yeah. but there haven't been talks about what, you know, the next week's going to look like Not at as all. of yet? No, we haven't. Yeah. We, we literally just get told when the, when the media comes out and they find out. So, as we know, um, if we win, we go to a prelim this week. If we if we lose, and um, I dare say we're playing a semi at, at Brisbane, um, but we just don't know at the moment. I, I hear teams that are, that are playing in Tassie this weekend will fly to Perth the week after to get ready for the finals campaign up there. So I'm not too sure if it's going to be like neutral grounds for the whole final series or some teams might get a home game. I'm not actually 100% sure on that. Yeah, now, now the finals were obviously locked in for, for this week, but right up until five minutes into the game <laughs> oh, man. on the weekend, we, we had no idea what was happening. Um, where, where I wanted to ask you, where were you when the game was being played and, and where were you in the last five minutes um, as the scenes were unfolding? If you see my YouTube, my, my Rob vlogs that are going out, um, I was at the game. Uh, I was sitting up in the box, so we had the TV there with us and the live game at, at the same time. So we were able to see the, the nine times the nine changes in and out of the top four along the game. So we understood um, off the field that we need to kick X amount of points, but then obviously, you know, West Coast were trying to play for the finals berth. Um, mm-hmm. So they weren't going away easy. So it was a very, very tough game. And, um, you know, that we were scoring heavily, but also, you know, some kicks were trying to get high scores. They'd turn over and go down the other end, but they were very good. And, yeah, I was on my seat the whole last quarter. I, I, just, I, I didn't think we are going to get there. Um, when Macca had that shot, I was like, oh, we got this. He's going to kick a point for sure, and we, we're going to finish um, fourth place. He missed, and then the rest was just like nail-biting. I was just like, my, I, I don't think I've ever been like that in a game. Probably the only the one I've yeah. ever watched similar to that was the um, final against GWS we had that we lost by three points. That's the mm. only time I've been that invested in a game my whole life. So, um, yeah, it was definitely one that I tell my kids about that um, – you know, we, we snuck through on percentage-wise in the last 20 seconds of the game. It's just a it's a fairy tale finish for, for that, and and um, unfortunately for Bulldogs, but um, we're, we're excited to be finished fourth and get a double chance. I was watching the game in real time, and in the last five minutes, I just kept looking at the bench, hoping that I'd see oh, you man. run out. <laughs> I've got it, boys! Strip, strip off the suit, Ted Lasso <laughs> style, just run out, get, nah. get the win, get, get the win for the boys, and, and then say, hey. We're, going, we're, nah. we're coming back in four weeks. Lynx kicked the most important point of his whole career, to be honest. Um, and then Charlie just put the icing on the cake. But no, it was it was it wasn't didn't go to script, but it was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. It was a fantastic game, and look, you know, Hutto, who was calling the game for Fox Footy, was a tremendous call by yeah. him as well, um, Anthony Hudson. And 
Look, it, it, there was a lot of controversy. You know, it wasn't a game yeah. without controversy. Yeah. And, and Jared Berry, um, <laughs> I think there was a, there was a there was an alleged twenty four seconds that that should never have happened or yeah. or, or, or did happen that shouldn't have. I mean, it, there, there was obviously so much to go through. But look, it was exciting. You know, the fans were exciting, and and it is still one of the only venues in Australia where we can pack out. Yeah. You know, a, a full house and and geez, it, it it sounded loud through the TV. I could only imagine what the scenes were like there. Yeah. Well, he he keeps claiming he was did that on purpose for a seven point play, so he's been claiming that all week and he won't shop about that but um no it was actually one of the la- like i think twenty one thousand, so 75 percent capacity was there um so i had the gopro going and when i listened back to the recording you can't hear anything the, like the gopro audio just must have maxed out that's how loud it was when we when we when charlie was going for that last goal it was ridiculous but um yeah watching the game live that's what i mean like it was just an amazing feeling to be to be in the stands and be able to see that obviously would love to be on the field and be a part of it but um hopefully it's just another little bit of, uh, I guess, fairy tale finishing for us and, and then we get in the finals and go from there. I reckon, you know, whether you're a Brisbane Lions fan or just a, a general footy fan, you, you, you fall in love with the the storyline and, and the performances on the boundary from Chris Fagan. You know, <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah. you, you look at how he coaches the game and the emotion he shows and you just, you, you just, you, you, I think everyone's a supporter of Chris Fagan's yeah. just with who he is as a person and obviously how he coaches. And it, look, it's incredibly impressive from from him to to be able to get this team. You know, when he, you know, sort of came into the the the, the Lions Den, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. some years ago, and to, to be able to get three consecutive top four finishes. I mean, it speaks to to the to the level of coaching that, that not many people thought Chris was was capable of. Yeah, and the and the people that put in there as well. Obviously, right, take your hats off to them for taking that risk with a untried head coach. Um, when he came in, he was. He was adamant that if we stuck to the process and um, really bought into what he was trying to trying to sell to us, that that finals and you know what everyone strives for, the Holy Grail, um, is isn't far away, and you know he can reach for that. So he was really good. Obviously, we've had some other people along the way who have been involved, like David Noble and those guys who have obviously set that culture for us and really built this as a, a club and a destination club. Um, he's been great since day one, and as soon as he came in the door, obviously I had to love him because he's Tassie boy, so that's what we had off the off the bat. So. I had no choice but to buy in and, and it's been a really good ride since, you know, the first couple of years, even he's mentioned in press conferences that he was, you know, questioning his worth and if he could get, get it done up here. Um, we only won 10 games in two years or three years or whatever it was. And um, to, to be able to finish last, last three years in, in, in a finals hunt, top four, and, you know, really um, get that, that experience and life experience. Obviously, the first first year of finals, we went out in straight sets, which wasn't ideal, but we learned from that. Last year, we won one. So the boys got a taste for what it feels like to, you know, beat Richmond, who were, uh, you know, inevitably won the grand final. So this year, hopefully, we can go another step further and really make it and win one for for all the hard work we've been putting behind the scenes. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if you look at the trajectory of the team and and you know Chris Fagan's tenure, you, you can see the growth and the yeah. developments in there every year. So I suppose the question I wanted to ask, and you kind of alluded to it there, but I suppose third consecutive year, top four, as you mentioned, the team has progressed year on year. What what lessons? have you learned from the last two years, which is going to help the team going forward over the next few weeks? Yeah, I think one for the you know, experience just for the younger boys and even myself, um, just uh, taste what a, what, a, what it's like to win a final and, and the hard work that goes in behind it. We, we really kind of pulled the game apart, the Geelong final and a lot of moments that we lost, like a lot of 50-50s that we didn't win or we didn't, uh, we weren't brave enough with the ball to score or all those kind of things. So Having that in the back of your mind, knowing that um, we can rectify simple things like uh, winning your 50-50 or taking your chance in front of goal when we have them, knowing what the pressure feels like around you and what, what every kick means. So 
a lot of that is this experience you can't really buy. You have to kind of go through those things. And that's something, that's something that's really good for us. We, uh, we're sim we've got the same team pretty much with a, a couple inclusions and a couple of changes. But other than that, it's pretty much the same squad. So we're really excited to um, see how we go against probably the best team in the comp this year in Melbourne Demons who finished minor premiers. We get to really test ourselves up against them. And that's going to be great for our, our confidence if we win. And if you lose, uh, it's just going to be back to the drawing board and we'll see what happens. But um, we're all excited as a club. Yeah, oh, look, and they've been, you know, the story of the year, haven't they? Yeah. Melbourne you know, Football Club in terms of the, you know, there, there may not have been a coach under more pressure than Simon Goodwood mm -hmm. at the start of the year. And, and to see, what the, you know, what he's been able to do, um, you know, with the Demons, you know, it really, it starts down back, doesn't it, with yeah. Stephen May and, and Jack Lever. And then obviously their midfield is so strong. Um, I'm not going to ask you where you can get them because I don't want to, you know, yeah. know about tactics and everything. Yeah. You know, we don't need Chris calling us, you know, in the lead up to the game. <laughs> but uh, what's, uh, what, what, what is it about the Melbourne Footy Club that 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 you sort of look at and go, okay, that that what that's what makes them so dangerous as a, as a team, and that's why they're the minor premiers. Yeah, they've got um, obviously a few stars in the team, but they've got players who are willing to play their role. Um, their the midfield is stacked with t with players who can win the footy, um, like Clayton Oliver, Petrarca, and you've got Gorn, who's right up there for um, clearances, and we've got Viney can go through there. So they've got a really good, lot, a lot of good players that can go through the midfield, and, you know, they've got seven blokes in the AA squad, and we'll talk about the AA squad soon, but um, that goes to show that, they, you know, they've got a stacked team, and I think, you know, we, we showed a bit of a blueprint in the first half last time we played them, um, and we just went away from that a little bit in the second half, so we understand what works and what won't work, um, so that's what I'm excited to see us against the best team in the comp, and um, nothing to lose attitude for us, and we, we just can't wait to just get stuck into it. Really, yeah. Look, it, it, it's 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 again, it's been a, remarkable to see, you know, how they've been able to turn things around. And throughout the whole year, I I couldn't help but constantly reflect on the chat that we had with Max Gorn mm. at uh, at his wine bar in in South Melbourne. Yeah. I think it was South Melbourne. I can't remember where we were. It was a fairly hectic South day. South Yarra or something like that. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, South Yarra. <laughs> but but I, I just remember him telling you know the the confidence that he had in the group and and you know what they had learned from making the a prelim to ultimately bottom bottoming out of the finals. But you you could hear, couldn't you, in his yeah. own voice how confident he was that that this particular group did have everything that that was capable of. Of finishing as minor premiers. Yeah, that, that conversation with him kind of alluded to what I was thinking of the Melbourne Demons. Well, like that pre that finals campaign, um, they did an amazing job to get to the prelim, and they would have been disappointed with that result against West Coast. Um, and then for the next couple of years, not to play finals, I didn't understand because on paper they had such a great team. So once they once they built that winning mentality again, they started getting on a roll, and their 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 play the best players are starting to play their best footy, and their role players are doing their job. That's when you can really see them. They're, you know, the, winning a lot of games this year and finishing first is, you know, I saw that at, in that team a long time ago. So it's a credit to them. They've, they've um, you know, had their fair, fair, fair share of uh, media whacking them throughout the journey. And now they get a chance to prove everyone wrong and um, have a big final series, but hopefully not this weekend. But um, no, it's good on them. So do you reckon anyone's given Brisbane a chance this weekend? Because honestly, I, I don't I care. To, yeah. no, one's, no, one's, no one's giving you guys a chance. And I keep thinking, oh, this is, I this love is crazy. It. They finished... They finished top four yeah. for three consecutive years. They won a prelim last. They they won a qualifying final last mm -hmm. year, Brisbane. Like how are people not? And I'm not just saying this because you know we're obviously amazed, but it's it's incredible how people. I suppose I think everyone's just fallen in love with this. You know this Melbourne story. They yeah. just assume that they'll go through to the you know to the to the prelim, but it, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, and and I, I've I've got no doubt that you guys are going to have a lot to say coming into this weekend. Um, I, I suppose just just to end on the the, the Melbourne discussion. I mean. We always say that the, the game's won and lost in the midfield, but mm -hmm. geez, this is going to be a really interesting battle because your midfield dynamic is 
is I, I would actually argue is probably got the most cohesion given mm-hmm. you know how you guys have actually structured together for so long and and these young bulls um, yeah. at Melbourne is it's going to be a fantastic sort of matchup to see. It definitely is. It's one of those games where, we, as you touched on, like it's going to be a battle of the midfields. And um, although we play different kind of brands, it's, it's literally just who's, who wins the ball and who gets it going forward. Um, that's what finals footy is like, and um, it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully, all our guys are uh, up for the challenge, and I, I believe that we are. We've um, you know had a couple a couple of good games in a row and um the confidence is right up there so i'm excited to see how we go and um saturday night's gonna be a massive game for us internally we're we're ready i think we are and um yeah i just can't wait this chat with daniel rich who's been nominated for the aa squad in 2021 he is having his career best year he's a mighty left foot football player he's averaging 26 touches meters game record for this year it's all brought to you by intel 11th gen hashtag game anywhere let's call him and we have Dan Rich on the line. Dan Rich, day off today. How you been? What did you do? Thanks, mate. Good to be on. Um, what did I do? I dropped the kids at daycare. Uh, and then went and had a game of golf. Um, and then, yeah, had a little bit of recovery and a uh, pretty relaxing afternoon. Cooked dinner uh, soon after uh, shut down with you guys. <laughs> You've been um, wanting to get on this podcast since I started it. You've actually been humbugging me for this. And that's not no word of a lie, Sean. I'm not joking. He wants to be on. Every exactly. time, yeah, he's, he's hit me up on my DMs a lot. Like, um, so we finally got him on. He, he's done something good for once, so I'm going to get him on the podcast and we'll talk about that. But, mate, what a year so far! You've uh, averaged 26 disposals, 21 kicks. You're elite for everything, pretty much. Um, even your looks, but score launches. But you've only kicked three goals this year. Is that right? Yeah, it's been a focus to hand a few off. You know, <laughs> get the ball. You know what the board lines like, mate. They're uh, they feed off. Um, Kicking goals and uh, yeah, I, I suppose you, you get those boys up and we'll be all right. So no, I'll you, look for yeah. them. We know how those guys work. <laughs> so run it, run us, run us through the year, mate. Like obviously you've had a you put a couple of good years together now since um Fags has been up here. Has there been anything different in in your mentality or what you've been doing behind the scenes? Um, anything along those lines to kind of you know put it on paper what, why you've been playing so well? Oh, not really. I haven't changed too much to be honest. Um, I think. Um, our focus has been just to be quite consistent, um, not necessarily um, having the highs and lows in games that I potentially have had um, throughout the early stages of my career. So just to be a bit more consistent and um, level out the highs and lows. And um, I think it definitely helps, especially down back when, when you're playing in a good team and you've got a lot of good players around you. It's um, that bit easier to, to get the job done and, and be more consistent. But um, a lot of uh, a lot of the, Good things that happen throughout the seasons. It's due to you blokes around me. So um, it all it all kind of comes together. Yeah, Dan, I, I was keen to ask you. I mean, we were joking off air before how um, you know you played finals in your first year um, in two thousand and nine, and then obviously went through that that nine year hiatus before you obviously started playing you know top four footy in the last few years. What what was those periods like? Because I remember even Daniel Merritt saying in his retirement speech, how hard it was some weeks when the ball was just getting peppered in there every single week <laughs> and at the rate that it was. And, and obviously you guys were back there having to try and deal with it. What, what were those years like? And, and can you kind of speak to how it's kind of shaped to where it is right now? Yeah, there was some, uh, definitely some highs and lows, um, a lot more lows and highs. <laughs> lows. <laughs> Stuck in the Valley for a while, but uh, I suppose that's potentially what's made um, the back end a lot more sweeter as I've been through that and, I suppose, stuck fat through that. Um, Robbo obviously saw a fair bit of it in his early days at the footy club, um, and he's come out the other side. So 
Um, yeah, I was probably I wasn't playing down back in those uh, in those times. I was probably everywhere. Half ball was coming in there so much, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's all well and good to look back uh, on those tough times and things are going uh, pretty good at the moment. Yeah, I was going to yeah, ask you. Gonna... Yeah, you go, yeah. yeah, you go. No, you go, you go. I was going to ask you. Obviously, there's been well documented that you you know stayed loyal to the club. Um, you've been here for 13 years now. Um, I don't I know you don't have to touch on too much, but obviously when those contracts have been thrown at you from you know going back home to WA, what kind of kept you um, in Bris Vegas? And was it was it actually a real offer from another team along the lines or? Yeah, there was. I won't get into too much detail, but <laughs> no, I want X's and O's. Um, How much are you talking about? Oh <laughs> uh, well. I think when you got the sack from the Blues, that they, the they, they wanted to direct yeah. trade. So, yeah, <laughs> Robbo for Rich. Nah. <laughs> nah um, in all seriousness, yeah, there was a few there was a few teams along the way, obviously. Teams back in the West and um, a few others along the way. But um, there was never really one exact thing that's held me in Brisbane. Um, I really I really like Brisbane as a place. I always um, kind of thought myself as quite a loyal guy to... Um, the footy club and um, yeah, I think these days it's probably harder and harder to become mm. a one club player. So um, I'm pretty proud of that and I'm excited, as I said before, that we've kind of come out the other end of uh, some grim times. 13 years in your first AA squad selection, is that right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're spot on, mate. You're always that, right that, on that. that. Oh, I'm always right. I should have won the um, Rising Star in my first year, but we won't talk about that. Um, so what's can that? if you want. No, no, I can't because, okay, <laughs> obviously, it's like, hey, Sean, you, 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 tell, you tell us, what's a better game? Three goals, 16 touches, six tackles in front of 95,000 or just 21 touches in a, in a win? Oh, give, give me the three goals. And That's what I'm thousand. saying! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there was, you had 16 disposals and 17 turnovers. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, oh, that's when I was a good player, man. That's when, like, then you, did you start bringing me down and all the coaches started bringing me down. No, I've obviously, obviously held a grudge against Richie for that because he, like... He that was my one good game for the year. He's, he obviously played twenty one good games that year and played finals and stuff. I didn't have another good game, so that's why I'm flat. But what's what's yeah. it, what's it mean to you? I know accolades and all those kind of um, things and the best and fairest aren't uh, what every player plays for. But what what's it feel like getting the you know the squad uh, nod? Um, and and would you be excited to get the AA? I don't know official squad. Oh, I think it's a yeah a small little thing that you you're naturally going to be uh, proud of, and I suppose it's a little bit different. Um, being at the end of my career um, as well. So but having said that, as we all know, I think um, I'd much rather some silverware and a trophy um, than a jacket. Um, but um, hopefully it's, uh, yeah, one of uh, many awards that we get as a team. Um, but as I said, I'll, the, the reason that I'm in the squad is, um, I suppose, because of the guys around me. As I said, it's one of those things that we all kind of contribute um, to. It's like when, when Lockie won the Brownlow last year, mm. it was... It was because of the guys around him, just as much as he's a very good player. Um, it's almost like a, a, a team award or a back seven award, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I, I reckon I reckon you can't say that though, Daniel, when you're leading the competition and kicking efficiency, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of comes down to your own boot. So as much as you, you want to praise your teammates, I reckon I reckon it's the one statistic where you've got to kind of take all the accolades yourself. He's got a meters gain clause in his contract as well. Don't worry about him. He won't pass short ever, unless he gets a, unless he gets a back. I know that for a fact, so... No, <laughs> but, but I, I reckon as you, you sort of spoke about how it's come in so late in your career, um, you know, in terms of the recognition being in the All-Australian squad. And to be honest, there's probably been some years where, you, where you've been snubbed in terms of that, that 40-man squad. Um, knowing that it's come 
sort of at this stage in your career, do you, do you really feel like you're playing career best footy? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. I think it's probably uh, most consistent I've been, which has been a focus. Um, and I think that's part of it. You've got to be pretty consistent to, to get in that squad, um, play pretty good footy throughout the season. So that's been the goal. And um, yeah, I, I, as I said, it's it, it comes a lot easier when you're playing in a good team, especially as a backman. So um, yeah, it's one of those things that hopefully I've still got my best footy ahead of me. But um, yeah, you, you look at guys in the past, even guys like Shannon Hearn and and those guys, I think his first um, All-Australian squad and, um, and I suppose induction was later in his career. So it, it can definitely still happen. Definitely helps your contract negotiations going forward. I'm pretty sure you signed on for next year or have you extended for longer than that? Uh, yeah, signed for next year, but I've, I'm lucky enough to hit a trigger to get another Let's year. Let's go! <laughs> oh, you've heard it here first with Thrill Podcast. Dan Rich is signing on for four more years. <laughs> Four divided by two. Yeah, good. Good max. Quick max, quick max. All right, Richie, I don't know if you noticed what uh, T-shirt I've got on, mate. So I'm a bit flat by that. Who's this like? Hey? <laughs> some rooster. Yeah, some rooster nice. just on a cannon. But no, that's all we got for you, mate. We, we knew you wanted to get on and you got you got things to do. You're a family man now and you got to cook dinner apparently. But we really appreciate you coming on the, the podcast today. And I'm a massive fan of yours, mate, since day, day two probably. Not really day one because we all know about that. But... Um, good luck with the rest of you. Hopefully, make it and you get that jacket and the cup. Uh, when's it get announced? This week or? Uh, I think in a couple of weeks' time. I heard. Oh, okay. It could be. It could be though. I could be wrong. We'll figure it out. Well, and when it comes, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get around yeah. you and get a few beers in us. Yeah, Dan will hear first when he gets the call, and then he can let us know. That, yeah, that'd be good. He'll text me. But no, thanks, Richie. Thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, lads. Bye, Daniel. Yeah. Now, now, both teams had a number of All-Australian mm. uh, squad selections. You know, I wanted to, to get your thoughts about the All-Australian squad. Of course, they released the, the 40-man squad um, prior to obviously finalising the, the 22. Um, what, what, what did you make of the squad? I'm just trying to get it up in front of me now. There, there, were, a few, um, there were a few names that, that, were, yeah. that were quite interesting, but it certainly you can certainly see from the list that there's a lot of fresh faces and, yep. and, and this whole blood of, of, of new talent that's starting mm. to come through through the game i think it was a pretty good squad to be honest like this this time um i usually have my fair share of given given the selectors a few whacks but it's a pretty even squad and i think um they have gone with a few new faces as well which is good i know bailey fritch is only only a youngster coming in and playing had a really good year so they, they usually wait for a player to have you know two or three years before they put him in right in the team just and kind of make him earn it feels like but they've, they've chosen a lot of players come in and, and and whether or not they're going to put him in, in the team on um Come, I think it might be this week. They put him in the team. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, you know, we had five blokes, or we could have had a couple more, I believe. Um, you know, we had we've got Zorko, Charlie, uh, Richie, Shima Cluggage, and Jared Lyons, who made made the squad. I think you know uh, Harris is a little bit stiff there, and also Stasevich. Um, Stasevich has had a really good year in terms of shutting down um, the dangerous small forwards. He, he's um, he's got a lot of those players in his pocket, and I think that could have been. A little bit of a snub, but in saying that, I know I wouldn't really worry him. He's going to just to get his job done, and he will do the same thing next year. So um, you can't can't deny his worth. That's for sure. Um, I've seen a lot of headlines. I don't think Scott Benner, Scott Benner brought up the one about um, Travis Boak not being in there, which I, I think is actually yeah. amazing as well. Even not to make the squad, um, I thought he'd be in the team regardless of that. So mm. that's obviously one that they missed out. I have heard. On the grapevine, did you hear this as well? I've heard on the grapevine that Port Adelaide forgot to nominate him. I don't know if that's true or not, but well, no. Apparently, they've changed the criteria where, as a club, you now have to nominate yeah. the player. Yeah, 
that you believe are in all Australian contention. I, I cannot understand why you wouldn't just nominate all 44 players and just hope that, you know, there might be a couple that go through. I, I don't understand that being a rule. So if that's true, then goodness gracious. If not, then that's just bad on their behalf. But he's one that I mm -hmm. thought definitely should be in there. And there's, there's a couple of, like Jack Murray Watt's a bit stiff. I think that he had a great year and, um, you know, but he's made it. And I think... He, in his own right, he deserves to be in there. But, you know, Jack Rewald played pretty much every game and um, kicked in a lot of goals. So yeah. that's one of those ones. But I was actually thinking, why do, is it a 40-man squad? Why isn't it a 44 or... Why isn't it a 44-man squad? Like two teams. Like NBA have, um, you know, the All-Stars yeah. 1 and 2. Like that kind of... Why is it only 40? I don't understand. Would you, do you actually know or...? No, well, I don't. I mean, it's always been that way. I mean, my, my preference actually would be not to announce a squad of 40. Um, like, I would just announce 22. Like, what, like uh, as much as you want to recognise, you know, the, the best 40 players in the game, I mean, there's, there's just... It, it always does more harm than good. Yeah, than I agree. Squad. Like, that, that's kind of where I've always sat with it. So I'm always like, well, why don't you just announce the 22? And because cause when you... When you there's always angst with the with the forty, mm -hmm. but then by the time they announce the twenty two, you go, oh yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, you know, like so. It, I think it drives it conversation, really it drives papers, um, and it's mm -hmm. it's. I think I think it is a pat on the back if you make the squad. Like it doesn't really help you in your contract negotiations or whatever, but I think it is a little bit pat on the back that you know making a squad in your career is pretty good. Obviously, making a team is another whole another level, but they should just have a forty four man squad and have an A team and a B team, like the reserves that just don't make it so they can kind of say, Yeah, I made the twos type thing and I think that's probably the way to go about it. I just don't understand why it's like forty is just such a random number to me, but Yeah, especially when we do play with twenty two a week. That's I, mean, what I, mean. I, I hate I, I hate bringing up names who missed out without taking names out, but mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do that, of okay. course. Uh, but I, I did feel like Zach Bailey yeah. um, had, you know, an incredible year you know, playing in his role as that high half forward. And mm -hmm. um, look, I, I mean, I, I understand why he didn't make it. I mean, you can't, a few more names to Brisbane and you've, you've got your whole 22. Exactly, there, but, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so I, I get that. We'll take five. He's not, yeah, I reckon uh, I reckon you can take five and still be happy. Yeah, no, it is. It's, as I mean, like these guys uh, understand their worth in our team. And as I mentioned, like it's a pat on the back to get in the, the squad. It's, it's a better thing making the team. Um, obviously get a jacket and a bit of money along the way, but... Yeah, those blokes know that they're so important to our team and what they do. Zach Bailey's had a great year as well. Um, I think he's kicked like 19 or 20-something goals and averaging 19 touches. So he's had, a, he's had a really good year. If he puts another one together, then he should be in the, in the conversation. But unfortunately, he's not. But we've got bigger fish to fry. We're going to focus on the finals and not about little accolades along the way. So that's about, I reckon that's about those guys. But there was, there was a Hall of Fame last night, Shawnee. Yes, yes. Talking about accolades along the way, there was a former mm -hmm. teammate of yours yep. um, who has finally been, uh, you know, recognised on his first ballot into the uh, Hall of Fame, Chris Judd. Yes, um, the Judd star, CJ5. Yeah, a, a remarkable player. And it's not until you see these resumes oh. of, of what these guys were able to achieve, you know, while they played. I mean, he, he is the only... Uh, a player to have won a premiership and also a Norm Smith in a losing side. Yeah. Um, like he, it, it was an incredible, you know, period in particularly his West coast days, as much as we all recognize him for, you know, yeah. his performances yeah. and, and his contribution to Carlton, geez, his West coast form was incredible. Well, um, I, I, I hated him. I was a Sydney Swan supporter. So I strongly disliked Juddy um, and the whole West coast Eagles. So when I got to play with him and learn from him, it was, I was like, I was in awe of him. He's such a good player and his professionalism was the, the best I've ever seen in my career. Um, 
and he kind of had to because he's getting tagged by like two blokes every game. So his shoulders were buggered mm. all the way throughout his Colton days, and he's just getting them on top of that. And then uh, unfortunately, he went out, went out with a little bit of hammy tightness and hammy injuries in the back end of his career at Colton. But he, he's absolutely a legend. I did text him last night. I said, congrats on the induction, mate. Thoroughly deserved. Uh, your old mate, Robbo. So he did know me. He's like, thanks, mate. Appreciate the message. Good luck for the finals. So that's my uh, little claim to fame. He's still got my number saved in there somewhere, hopefully. But another one of my ex-coaches, Rob Wiley, uh, he got inducted as well. So I sent him a message and, and he replied as well. So that's really good. He he was my Colton. Um, I think he's like the the strategy coach and a bit of midfield yep. work as well. So he was really good for me. He was um, a Malthouse's right-hand man. And then um, I always used to lean on him and talk to him. So he was really good. But congratulations to those two guys. Uh, there's obviously a couple other players in there like Nathan Burke. Um, mm. and those guys so and so it's really good I, I love seeing blokes get inducted that thoroughly deserve it yeah it, it, it's a fantastic night and it's a shame that obviously um, you know we're not able to sort of do a massive event behind it as, as we've done in previous years um, and uh, you know I hope in years to come that you know Adam Goods will you know be recognised yeah. um, for his contribution in the game yep well, Shawnee T, that is all we have for this episode episode 48 finals edition we have Melbourne Demons this week um, I'm very excited. All the boys are ready to go. I've touched on it about 10 times now that how, how much we want to get stuck into it. Um, I'm obviously knocking the door down to get, get involved because I've been watching for two weeks, which I hate, but, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a big year, uh, for us as a club and it's really, it's really good to get rewarded with a top four spot and a d- double chance in the final. So Shawnee T, appreciate you being here for along the ride, mate. Um, you've been venturing up and down that highway all year, been helping us out. So hopefully we can, um, Hold something up for our fabric for our viewers as well. At the end of the year, be amazing. Absolutely, we'll be back same time next week. Yep. Of course, we'll be dropping an, an episode right throughout the finals. Yep. Uh, even, even if we can't do it in, at the SEN Track Studio, shout out to SEN Track. We love yep. you guys, Jack, Jazz, Archie, all the crew. Uh, but we will keep this rolling for our Rip Thrill family. Let's go. This episode has been brought to you by Intel 11th Gen Game Anywhere. So shout out to those guys. Been looking after me throughout the year. I really appreciate it. Um, Shrink T. Let's get it, baby. I'll talk to you soon. Boom. Bye. Peace out.